But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is another episode of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And we hope you've had a good week since we spoke last. Let's start right away and jump right into winners and losers. So, this week's winners and losers, I bet you guys thought I wasn't going to be on the show because Larry just <laughs> grabbed the bull by the horns and he just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to open up the show, it's my show, give me what I want, and he spit all over the microphone, it was fucking disgusting, but anyway, biggest winners and losers of the week, first, the winner, finally, he was able after all this time, after weeks have gone by, he put out flyers. He chased around the ring. He chased through the back. He chased through the stands. He chased through the crowds. He was finally able to capture the gold that he so desperately yearned for. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's a, he's a short little man. He used to go by the name. He used to be a rock star. He's no longer a rock star. You mean he wasn't a potato? No, he was not a potato. Oh, okay. I thought that's now where that name came from. Now he's a maverick. All right. Drake Maverick captures the gold, the 24-7 title. He's also getting married this week, so I guess that's a win-win for him. He wins the 24-7 title. He's getting he's getting hitched. Not the movie. <laughs> and not only that, uh, didn't, didn't you say that they flew a ref... So to his wedding, the word on the streets is that they WWE fucked up the money. They flew out a referee to this young man's wedding. So as we're recording this right now, which is uh, Thursday night at eight forty-eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, something what, something could already have happened, and we just don't know it yet. He could have been pinned by someone. Yes, I'm going to throw out a theory on what I want to happen. And we yeah, I desperately want desperately this to happen. Desperately want now that this to so you're at the wedding. The The smoke machine goes off out of nowhere. There was a smoke machine there. Let's just It's a wrestler's wedding. We, we know there's a smoke machine. So anywho, the smoke machine goes off. It fills the room with smoke. As the smoke settles, a white striped haired man in a long jacket with his arms wide open yelling one particular word while wagging his finger across his chest and outward. Delete. Someone must be deleted at that wedding. That 24-7 title must be procured by the woken, broken one, Matt Hardy. God, I hope that happens, but I don't think it will. But that would be amazing if they got that on camera and uploaded it to YouTube. Because Truth has done what he's done. He's made it a... 
YouTube sensation. And but he can still, as a challenger, do the same do thing. Do the same thing, yes. But if you're going to bring it to one of the most creative minds and most far out there thinkers in WWE and who will do wonders for this, especially on YouTube if he has free reign to do his own skits and how bizarre this could possibly get, he could get pinned by Senor Benjamin. That would be pretty entertaining. <laughs> I would love that. Or King Maxwell. King Maxwell could be yeah. the next 24-7 champion. Give Matt Hardy that 24-7 title. But All right. I digress. Our biggest loser, one of our biggest losers, and there's going to be a theme between the two because we only have two losers this week, and it seems that Vince isn't happy with the talent that came over from TNA. Or Impact. Or, or no, Impact. Whatever, or, whatever, whatever you want to Although, call it. Drake Maverick is from there. Yeah. But EC3, to be paraded out there after wagging the cup in the air like he was thirsty... It's paraded out there as the special guest referee for Baron Corbin's match against Seth Rollins, only to be beaten to a bloody pulp with a chair by Seth Rollins. Now, let me say this, because I know, I know we talked about this. I know what you're about to say. At I least think he's he was partially on... winner, because he, got, he did our gimmick that we want to pull off with... Who we talk to? Who we'll be talking to later in the show? No, this is my gimmick. I want to pull off. That's he, what I'm saying. We should, but we should be doing it with an actual wrestler because let's face it, we're not actually going to be able to ever do it. That's but not. But we get at Bernie's. He got to be Bernie, which is a win. But yeah, they I mean, didn't, granted, didn't, granted, created creatively, he lost. But creatively, he lost, and they didn't pull it off how I would have pulled it off. So yes. in the L column this week, EC3 and the half-assed attempt at weekends at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. So the weekend at Ethan's <laughs> the, doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't. It really doesn't. The next one, uh, our winner and our last winner this week is the Lucha Brothers, because they finally not got the, not the house party, right? Not the house party. Lucha no. Brothers, as in Phoenix Pentagon. Gotcha. AEW talent, AAA talent. Ooh. They finally won their titles back from the Young Bucks, beating them a couple days ago, I believe it was. Um, at a AAA event. So they finally got the titles back. Now, I don't know how often, if the, if ever, they're going to defend them at an AEW event, but you had to know eventually it was going to happen. I'm surprised it took this long. I thought at um, Double or Nothing it was going to happen, but I guess they just tried to swerve everybody and throw everybody off, which they did a good job with. But uh, I'm glad that they got the titles back, and rightfully so. They are two of the faces of that company. So they they uh, they deserved it. Not only that, but now they'll be able to pull over a mm. tag team for AAA, and they can focus mainly on what will be upcoming soon enough when AEW is broadcasted on TNT, which yes. will be a tag team tournament for the brand new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yes. But we got one more loser. We do. And frankly, a guy, I i mean, obviously I knew he was under contract, but a guy you rarely ever see anymore, and that's Eric Young, who also got the EC3 treatment, even though he tried to convince Seth Rollins that he wasn't going to be the referee, and he told him he'd think about it. He still got beat. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there because this is Vince playing to the uh, 
the notion that NXT does not exist. That fans do not pay attention. They Their minds are too stupid and shallow to remember things that happened a little while ago on what a character used to be and now how they are portrayed. Because Eric Young was the leader, the mastermind of a faction known as Sanity, who were a little out there, a little crazy, didn't abide by the rules, did pretty much what they wanted in a chaos format. Why all of a sudden Eric Young, Young is pleading to Seth Rollins that, oh, I, I, I promise you, I'm not the guy. I, I wasn't even good. I didn't even think about it. And completely pussified him. It's a good and then, word. And then got beaten with the chair. I do not like how that turned out. He was... He, he was One the, of the most feared guys in NXT. Yes. One of the feared factions, but the mastermind. He shaves the beard. He let, loses the hair. He's Now, it's it, it just... I, one of these things that just irks me, and I know it, it is what it is, and he he's never going to be a Vince McMahon guy, and he's never going to get this big monstrous push. And you know what? I'm not I'm not going to be one of those people that oh, give this person a chance, give this person a chance. But you know what? In the same breath, I'm going to say, if he's going to get beaten to death with a chair, let it be in a street fight or in a match that he's actually having. Let him earn that beating, not just in a back one-off segment. Yeah. With Seth Rollins beating the shit out of him. I get it. You're putting over Seth Rollins. You're making, you're giving him layers to his character, but in turn, you're just squashing the rest of the roster for it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I don't like what they did with him. Um, and, and that's why I, I said the way I said it, because like not remembering because they just aren't putting a lot of people on TV, but Shane is getting four segments on raw. And SmackDown. And SmackDown. It's so just if he drops a little bit of weight, we might see him in two hundred five live. Which um, which is great because they've been the last three weeks that I've been watching them, every last show has been phenomenal. They've switched gears on that show, and it seems like the talent that they have now in two hundred five live has reinvested themselves, and you have a couple new faces that are breathing a little bit of fresh air into the product. So hopefully this is on the up and up for 205 Live. Hopefully this just isn't a fad or a flavor of the month type feeling. And this can actually start to get a legitimate push. And it could also somehow enhance or maybe even rival. I know it's a stretch, but NXT. I mean, if they follow a format just like that. I, I agree. Then, I agree. They have the talent. They have the match quality. I think they need to go to a smaller venue like a full sale. If not and full sale, there's only going to be so many times that we're going to be able to say this on this show until it actually, yeah, it goes into existence until we talk it into existence. Because we will it into existence of all the people that could possibly get this done. It's the two schmucks that you're listening to right now, because we do have the power and we will, we will rock you. That time I almost actually spit on the microphone with my water. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to uh, this week in wrestling. Um, <clears throat> what's that? You didn't think that there was much going on in this week in wrestling? Well, guess what? We pried life out of the lifeless hands of the wrestling world, and we got ourselves some stories. So you know what? You're going to sit back. You're going to relax. I don't care if you relax or not. I don't care if you're in a panic mode. You're going to sit back and you're going to listen to us because we got the, we got the goods, and we're going to deliver. And we, we're never late. So uh, the first one I, I pulled out, I, I looked at this story and it kind of surprised me because I'm a avid ESPN watcher 
Um, I don't watch as much as I watch wrestling, but in the mornings I'll watch when I'm getting ready for work. The ESPYs, ESPN's annual award ceremony, now has added a WWE like the, category. Is it like the Slammies? So this is a mainstream version of the Slammies? Yeah. So why sure. the fuck can't they just call them the Slammies? Well, because it, it's not just WWE. It's all sports. Yes, but it's a WWE category that is geared just towards WWE. It's their own yeah, but separate... It's, it's only just... It's an award. It's one award on the night full of sports awards. You know what else is an award? What's that? A Slammy. That's not going to happen. We're, they're, they're lucky that they're getting this category. Are they lucky? WWE is lucky, is not it, ESPN. Is it luck or is it... Is it the, it's probably or it's the money that the they paid them. Dollar. That's exactly what it is. But the category is... Get um, partnership wherever you can. The top moment in WWE of the of the past year. Uh-oh. So, I have the four R-Truth, nominees. R-Truth winning the, the... No, there's not one of them. No. So, I want you... I want to see what your pick is, or what you think the pick is going to be, because I already I have saw, got I saw this. this earlier, but I'll I'll humor Just, you for yeah, a second. Play along, please. Yes. Uh, the first one, Roman Reigns announcing that he is in remission. Okay, can I just stop you dancing. there? That's, yeah, because that's going to that, win. It doesn't matter what you say, because yes. I know there's been nothing else in this one. It made ESPN. Yes. That story broke mainstream media. Yeah. That is the most known uh, story out of the WWE this past year. And I know what the other one, the Becky Lynch, the... Becky Lynch winning, winning at Becky two belts. Yes. WrestleMania, the first ever women's, and they'll hype that up, and as well they should, yeah. because it was an epic and a monumental moment for women's wrestling. Yes. But, Kof, and not, not only that, you have Ronda winning her first title, which ESPN, their partnership with UFC, so yeah. that's going to be played Mainstream. up. Mainstream. And then you have a veteran. Kofi Kingston winning after 11 years, winning the title. I'll tell you what they did. They played it smart. There might have been better moments out there this year, but eh, let's face it, there probably wasn't. This was no. These are the biggest these, four. These are the biggest four, but I think Roman. When you, I know you're splitting hairs on what, what, Look. Gru- what groups you're you're looking to get, but when you you when you announce that you're cancer free, that kind of. I think it's a little cheap. I do not believe it should be the top moment of because WWE. It's, it's not, well, you have to. It's not a wrestling moment. Exactly, it's, a, it's and an that's entertainment my moment. Yeah, it's the thing that got the biggest buzz of the year, and that got the biggest buzz of the year. Yeah, I, I just I wish it was wrestling. I wish it was something wrestling. I really do. They're and not it's a, not taking away from Roman or anything like that. It's just I I want it to be Kofi, and I know it's not going to be Kofi. That's who I want to win. But ESPN in the past years, because of Stuart Scott passing away from cancer and um, Robin Roberts and there's Jimmy been all v. these, yeah, there's been all these things with ESPN. They're they're very pro um, cancer and beating cancer. Not that way. Don't look like that. You know what I meant. I wanted you to change it because it sounded moronic. Yeah, you know what I meant. It, it, and that's the other reason why I believe that Reigns is going to win is just because it's the cancer thing, and he beat cancer, and which is no huge. one's more appreciative of someone being cancer than I am, and I, I just I still don't believe it should be Roman Reigns. I just think it should be an actual wrestling moment. Yeah, but we're not going to get that. But 
it's it's good for the WWE to be on ESPN's award award show. I don't know how many people actually watch it, but maybe they'll draw some WWE eyes onto ESPN well, just for that. And I will follow up your ESPN story with another partnership that WWE has uh, gone after, and looks like they've succeeded. A type of main event type show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So WWE on Netflix. So is there a reason that they're making all these power moves all of a sudden? That they're they're securing Fox. They're on ESPN. They're on Netflix. Is there some? Is there a reason that? that they'd be doing all this to get more eyes on them? Is there some other outside outlier factor that is out there that could that could steal away from their eyes on their product? Hmm. <laughs> I do not know. Is there another company that could be doing this? Hmm. I think there might be. Hmm. And speaking of that company, AEW and uh, Brandy Rhodes announced this week that uh, the AEW women's title will be revealed at All Out. So we will see what this title looks like. Now, I have a question for you. Who do they bring out to reveal this title? For the world title, they brought out Bret Hart. Who do you think reveals this title? Do you think they they try and do they pull... w- Do they wiggle Trish Stratus? That's, and that's why I'm asking this. Do you think well, they, they have the balls to do something like that, or do they just have Brandy come out and do it? Well, here's the thing. I was looking on Pro Wrestling Tees, like I often do, just to check our shirts and how awesome the designs are, and why people aren't ordering these is beyond my belief, and why they aren't is just pure blasphemy. But I was on Pro Wrestling Tees, and I was stro- scrolling down to see the new arrivals and who had a new store on Pro Wrestling Tees, and lo and behold, a WWE talent now has a brand new store, and that is Mickey James. So I don't know if she was released, or if her contract was up, or maybe they don't they don't own her t-shirt sales, because now she's got new t-shirts up at Pro Wrestling Tees. I don't know if she is now, but that could be a name. Yeah, absolutely. Any former WWE name, especially someone like Mickey James, who has been with the company as long as she has, done as much as she has for the that company, like a Bret Hart, would be huge for AEW. Or and, do they just go typical and bring out Medusa? <laughs> I mean, of course they could do that. That that would be another because she is another shot. You know what I mean? She is a WWE Hall of Famer. She yes. was just inducted a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that would be follow suit just like Bret Hart. Bret Hart literally went into the Hall of Fame for the tag team and then was on AEW promoting the title. Yeah, because he's not under contract. It's just he has an affiliation with WWE. Yeah, I think they pull out it. You think Medusa? No, I just think think they pull out a WWE name. Okay. Someone who's been tied with the company. Uh, I'm kind of leaning the other way. I think I'm going to say it's going to be either like the women are going to come out and they're going to reveal it or Brandy's going to come out and reveal it well, just to, just to be different is basically what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. If Mickey James reveals it and she's the one, she's still in fighting shape. She can reveal it and yeah. enter herself into the women's division right away. Yes. And she could be a challenger for that title, which would be huge for AEW as well. So just having her as a competitor, if I were to pick now and I don't know what her contract status is, that would be my pick. 
someone who's going to make a, an impact in the company, not only by just revealing this title, but also being a, a competitor for it. Yeah, I like that. I like where your head's at. So, next story. On Jimmy Fallon, last night on The Tonight Show, Nikki and Brie Bella were guests, and Nikki Bella revealed that she is officially retiring from wrestling. Amongst other things, but what we gathered from this story and how we were going to base it, gear it towards wrestling, is this story. Yes. She announced that she was retiring, and the reason for it was that she still she has a cyst on her brain, and she has another herniated disc in her backslash neck. So she's officially done. She can't run the risk of getting in the ring and injuring herself anymore. And if you were to take the social media after the fact, which is what we all do, is because we want to see what the reaction is, yes. the overall reaction, which is overall, it was a lot of outpouring and how people will miss Nikki Bella in the ring and how they think that some people think that she was one of the greats that she did so much for the women's division. And then you have the others, the other guys, the other gals that think Nikki Bella did jack shit. She slept her way to the top. She didn't earn a damn thing, nor did she do anything to benefit the divas division that she was a part of for so many years. Now, being an intellectual like I am, I'm able to weed through all the bullshit that people put out there. And I will say this. Nikki Bella will have a place in the Divas division history. She will have a place in the women's wrestling history for that company. Because she brought mainstream. She was an idol to little girls everywhere. She brought eyes to that division. And she will forever be remembered for it. Now, was she the best technically sound wrestler to ever put lace up a pair of boots? No, she wasn't. But did she improve over the years? She did. It might not have been the improvement that, oh, wow, now she's doing uh, now she's doing backflips. Now she's doing moonsaults onto the back, onto the outside. She's landed on her feet, and she's doing a spin-a-rooney. It wasn't improvements like that, but she improved. She was what she was in the ring, but she was more than in-ring talent. I think, that, and the thing is, and I get, I get the, the haters, if you want to, if you want to call them that. I get that. Oh well, she just had fake breasts, and she was just a pretty face, and stuff like that. I get that. But if you look at the women that came before her, I think that it was a vast improvement. And not only that, it was a twin gimmick. You know what I mean? Something that the WWE never had before. It was something new. So. And not only that, she, yeah, she had some talent. She could go in the ring. It no, is she up to the level of a Charlotte Flair, a Becky Lynch, or anyone, or anyone like that, Oscar or anybody? Uh, no, but she still did her job. She entertained a lot of a lot of people, especially little girls. And I think that all in all, yeah, you're right. She's going to be in the Hall of Fame. She's going to be remembered as a as a Divas champion or. If they ever going to go back to that, whatever. But and also a positive role model for she kids. was she was a very positive role model for all young young ladies that always looked up to her, the Bella Army. So yeah, the Bella Brigade. I'm not a big the fan. Paper Brigade. Remember that movie? <laughs> I remember that movie. That was such a good movie. But we'll talk about the Paper Brigade on our other podcast that we do. Things that make you go hmm. 
and why the Paper Brigade is such an underrated Disney heard, movie. I haven't heard that title in such a long time. It just it kind of makes you want to watch it, doesn't it? It really does. Like I you have just to ruined now, me now. I have to go home and I have to find this on demand somewhere. <laughs> I have to find the Paper Brigade and I have to watch it. And it has to live up. You know what I'm going to do after that? I'm going to look for Brink. See, I I liked Brink a lot. I, I still don't think my favorite. And then the, the, we're going into our favorite fucking Disney movies. That's okay. This is what you did. This is exactly a- what I was meant to do in life. <laughs> H.E. Double Hockey Sticks was my favorite mm. Disney movie. I'm, I love that movie. I'm still a bigger proponent of Brink. I like Brink a lot. but And the Paper yeah. Brigade. Yeah. But uh, anyway, as we go into our favorite Disney original movies. Wasn't Johnny Tsunami on there too? Johnny Tsunami was an original Disney movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's what Johnny Wrestling's new gimmick should be. He should be uh, the wave runner, Johnny Tsunami. Say I brought it back to wrestling somehow. We could go, we could legitimately have a show of just talking about Disney original movies. Or just random ass shit. Yeah. It's basically what we do for wrestling. That, that's true. Because that's what wrestling is. Random ass shit. <laughs> Alright, so let's let's move on to the next story because we got a long way from the Bellas there. That's okay. We got our point across. <laughs> I, I guess, I hope so. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll pick out bits and pieces that they want. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week, New Japan has announced the lineup for the G1, as well as uh, the blocks, who's facing who, the dates. Now, we're not going to go all the way into every single match of every single night because, well... We'd be here for a year. Yes. It'd be very, very hard to do in the time in the time that we would like to There's do like it. There's like 300 in. fucking matches on this thing. Like, what the hell? Yeah. But what you do get for the G1 Climax, well, A, it comes to America. The first night will be in Texas, Dallas, Texas. Certain somebody won't be making his appearance because it conflicts with his contract agreement with his new promotion, AEW. Mr. Moxley, Mm -hmm. Johnny Mox, if you will, he will not be in the United States for his tour for the G1. But you will be able to catch him back in Japan where he goes up against... Some really tough competition. And what the interesting part about Moxley in the G1 is, is he hasn't been defeated yet, leaving the WWE. I mean, granted, he's only had a couple matches. A couple televised and a couple uh, indie shows for NEW. Yes. Where he answered Big Cass's challenge. He laid a beating on Big Cass and Enzo. But he hasn't been defeated yet. The G1 sets up a scenario where he's going to be defeated. Unless you think he's going to run the gamut. And he's going to win the whole damn thing. And it's going to be Okada versus Moxley. I mean, why couldn't it? Why couldn't if you're going to go... I mean, who who were Okada's last matches against? I mean, you have Kenny Omega. You have Tanahashi. You have Jay White. You have Chris Jericho. I mean, what falls... What I mean, of all the... Of all the... What I'm reading and what I'm hearing about... It seems like Kota Ibushi is the front runner in this. But when you have a name roaming around your your company like, oh, John Moxley, more worldwide than anyone else that they have, who's to say he's not going to run the table? No, that's a good point. I, I, I have a different winner in mind. Um, but as far as who's involved, we have two blocks, Block A, Okada, Sabre Jr., Tanahashi, Ibushi, Evil, Sonata, Bad Luck Fale, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, and Kenta. Now, there's some new faces in there. I mean, Will Ospreay makes his G1 debut. Lance Archer 
big guy, big bruiser. In the B block, you have Naito, you have Ishii, you have Juice Robinson, you have Yano, Goto, Jay White, Jeff Cobb, Tagaji, Taichi, and Johnny Mox. Johnny Rotten. Johnny Moxie Rotten. The Moxie Clean Man. So if you had one one match you wanted to see, obviously taking away from whatever the final will be. If there's one match that I'm looking forward to and it's in the same block, it's got to be Naito versus Moxley. I feel like, I mean, I love, Naito's up there as one of my favorites right now in, in all of wrestling. Just because, I mean, he gives you something different. I mean, granted, the style of Japanese isn't what, I'm, what I've grown to be familiar with, but I've got accustomed to it. And he's a character that, translates over to the American culture just by facial expressions alone. Yes. He doesn't have to speak the language. Just by how he acts and his whole demeanor, it translates well over to our American culture, I believe. And his style, in-ring style, his I don't give a fuck, I'm going to beat the hell out of you, it kind of fits really well with someone else like John Moxley. Who's, You're right. I don't give a fuck, let's fight. Yes. I actually have an underrated one that... I just, I really want to see, and this is very out of my character because I'm, as you know, typically a, a very WWE type guy, but the, it's night nine. It takes place on the 27th of July. Okada versus Kenta. That's a match that I think, I mean, how many of these matches are going to tear the house down? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of them, most of them, but this match I mean, Kenta obviously just just leaving WWE in the G1 and going up against Okada, that's huge. My biggest concern and my biggest worry for Kenta is that how he hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his whole WWE really career. Yes. And he has lingering injuries. I mean, I just hope I mean I'm not I hope I, I'm hoping that he's able to get through this whole G one because this is actually a much more brutal style of wrestling than what he was getting into in NXT and in 205 Live. I have a question on that on that playing field of hoping that he stays healthy. Do you believe because he came from obviously coming from Japan and wrestling that style coming over to the States wrestling for WWE getting hurt all the time wasn't there a lot finally leaving and going back to Japan. Do you feel that the style that he wrestled in WWE slowing down and having to think about different things and the psychology that goes into WWE style of wrestling. Not only that, but you have to know camera angles and Ex when to as stop well. and when to break. Yes. And... Do you think that was more detrimental and that's the maybe the reason that he got hurt because he was so used to thinking so quickly and thinking on the fly that he had maybe too much time to think and that led to some sloppiness or... You know what I mean? Poor timing. Exactly. Maybe. And now, with going back to Japan, going back to something he might be more comfortable with. He'll flow better. Exactly. Because he'll be in the ring where he... At least that's what I'm where, hoping. Where he probably belongs. Because before he got hurt, he was getting the Nakamura push. Yes. Yeah, it was going to be him. It wasn't... I mean, he was going to be the guy. It was going to be the... I mean, who knows? The Nakamura push, look what it turned into. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he got pushed so far over that now he's on the ground. Yes. Under the ground. God knows where the hell he is. But anyway, I think that's a valid point. I think maybe maybe this will benefit him. Maybe the style is what he's more comfortable with. Yeah. The fast-paced, uh, strong kicks, strong chops, fast movement. I mean, maybe this is where he belongs. So if you had to take block A, block B, who's your, fin who's your final? And um, who is 
who is your eventual winner? Uh, I don't know. This is a tough one because, I mean, I I watch more than you do. I'm more familiar with uh, the people than than you are. Yes. Yeah. Having New Japan World, yes, you do. Yeah, because I pay for the apps. Yep. I'm just a good citizen. Mm-hmm. I support the people that I like. But if I were to take Block A, Block B, I mean, it's tough because you got Okada and Block A. Do I think it's going to be Okada? He runs. He He's the winner and then gets to decide who he wants to face. He wins the whole damn thing and to decide who... I mean, with New Japan, it's, it's a crapshoot. It's yeah. not like you're going to get to... I mean, for us, anyway, I mean, I know some people are masterminds and they can pick and choose who who's going to win it and they have a better grasp on it, but for us, I mean, just shooting from the hip, I'd say, I want it, I want it to be somewhat surprising. I want it to be, like, I want it to be like, oh, I, no one thinks Moxley's coming out of Block B. So I want it to be Moxley. Okay. So you want it to be Moxley and Okada? No. Okay. So who's your pick then? Moxley and I think Ibushi. Okay. All right. So okay, so you're picking Moxley Ibushi and you are you picking Moxley to win it all? I think you I, I mean as as groomed as Ibushi is to be he's he should be in line to face Okada. I think maybe Moxley leapfrog. I think they make the the big money match before he goes to AEW permanently. I agree with you on Block B. I'm, I'm, I think they're going to run with Moxley, but I think Group A is who's going or Block A is who's going to win, and I think it's going to be Will Ospreay. You think he's going to win the whole thing? I think he's going to win the whole thing. I think he's on this streak. I think they're going to run with it. Super Juniors. I just, I think this is it. I, I mean, not it, but I think this is the time to run with them, and. I'm I'm gonna go Osprey. I think Osprey's so young and he's he's there. He's gonna be in Japan for a little while. I don't think this is gonna be his last shot. I do think. I'm, oh, I agree. I don't think it is. I I, just, I do think Okada Osprey will happen eventually. I just don't think it's now. Well, it couldn't happen in the finals because they're in the same block. No, I mean I don't think. No, I mean I feel like that's. I think Okada will hold the title and Osprey will. Oh, okay. I see your challenger. Saying. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. You know, if Osprey wins the whole thing, yeah, he challenges Okada. Yeah, I don't know. I just have the I don't know. I have the feeling that they're they're gonna kind of run with Osprey for for a little bit, and I'm hoping that because I think he deserves it. Even I know he's young and all. So we but picked no one of Japanese descent to actually no, win we didn't. the G1. No, we didn't. Shame on us. Yeah. typical Americans we are. Yeah. So in the finals, by the way. Um, the G1 will run from July 6th to August 11th, and the finals will be on August 12th. So that's a lot of wrestling. It's going to be a, that, that's a crazy month. It is. Yeah, it is. So that about wraps up this week in wrestling. So uh, I think because we it's been absent from our show for so long now, I think we got to r- run into the rumor mill. Right, so, um, speaking of Okada, there's rumors swirling that at Wrestle Kingdom 14, that Okada 
could be facing John Moxley. You mean the person that I just picked? <laughs> to, and I didn't even know this was a rumor. I know. I didn't I know even you know. Did it. I did not. I know. I did not look at your book of uh, notes. Yes. I did not follow it on the interweb. <sighs> this was just my pick. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you said it, in my head I'm going, God damn it. Because I've seen the rumor all day. I've been looking at it, getting ready for the show. And as soon as you said Okada, Mox, I'm going, son of a bitch, he might actually be right. But it's a rumor. Anything could change. Doesn't mean it's written in stone. No, nope. it's that's... written in blood. <laughs> and it's written in so much blood that I'm right. So, yeah, that's the rumor right now. Of course, a lot of things could change. It's, you're only saying that because you're hoping it changes because you don't want me to be right <laughs> yeah. again. No, yeah, because I can't deal with you being right all the time. It's just not going to happen. Um, so the next rumor I have is actually um, the reported, well, two of the reported matches for Clash of Champions. Oh, shit. Which is, which is about two or three pay-per-views away. But... Um, they're already, I guess, locally. They're promoting Kofi versus Dolph. Remember the lo- for the title. Okay. And Rem- remember when they promoted something locally again, and we were getting like the uh, Money in the Bank fucking ladder yeah. match precipitants. Yes. Precipitants. Pre- wow. <laughs> Precipitations. <laughs> I thought you were going for recipients. I didn't know where that was going. Participants. There you go. And the other match, Lynch. Versus Evans for the title. You mean they're promoting the same matches that we're already exactly. getting? Exactly. That was the point. The reason I brought it up. It's the same shit. That are we some sort of Groundhog Day here? With the WWE, we are. Absolutely. So Is Bill Murray producing now? That, I got to be so much better if he you know was, what, to Vince, be honest. I got a great idea. We're going to have these guys come out. They're going to have these backpacks that can, that can capture the ghosts of old wrestlers that are running around the building. Bill, it sounds like the it sounds like the plot for Ghostbusters. No, 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 it's completely different. What's it called? It's called uh, Wrestling Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. That's such good shit. Last, actually, the next and last one we have. Little short, but at least it's back. This better not be about Swaggle. It's not. I promise. I thought uh, you were gonna do a cheap short joke. You. I will. <laughs> Arrogant prick that you are. You're the one who implied it, not me. Oh. Uh, so with the recent resurgence of the Good Brothers on TV, um, granted, not victorious, but... Yeah. How much of a resurgence was that? Uh, they're on TV. That's a resurgence whatsoever because they weren't before. But uh, the Good Brothers, there's rumors because they're on TV that that might mean that they have re-signed with the company. Um, now, I don't technically believe that. I think especially with, as you pointed out earlier, the Japan tour coming up where we talked about last week with Hunter and AJ and the Good Brothers uh, being in a match for the Japan tour. I think that might be the reason why, but you never know. Hope I mean, I don't know what to hope for because I only want them in WWE if they're going to be on TV and get meaningful booking. If not, then go to Impact, go to Ring of Honor, go to go back someone to Jap- other than... Just go than... back to Japan or AEW. Don't, don't, they're good brothers. I aren't... was just listing the... I would, you just cut me off. I was just listing other companies. I wasn't doing it in a certain... List the companies that they would actually fit in. I'm just saying. Other companies, period. The period company? No. Is that some sort of hardcore company? <laughs> um, 
I'm not, shit I'm, are you I'm, into? I'm, I'm not touching that at all. Oh, it's your sick mind, <laughs> you sick son of a bitch. Oh, Excuse Jeopardy me, sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that does it N- for... Was that the NBC app opening up? It was, it was not. Ba, a, ba, ba. I don't know what that was, actually. Come on, man. We're trying to host a professional fucking <laughs> wrestling podcast where we talk about <laughs> Disney movies that we used to like. Come on. Get your shit together. All right, so, Joe, since this was your genius idea, what, oh, what do we have next? We have a new segment. We don't have a sound clip for it yet because I'm not that of much of a go-getter but we do have a new segment it's going to be called promo of the week now it will be either a promo that we thought was good above average or the complete opposite it could be a a promo that fell short that we can ridicule and basically just bash but we're going to look on the positive side this week on the brighter side of life because we did get a good promo out of one little Miss Bliss. There you go, classic Alexa, making up scenarios that have never happened. And you're doing to Nikki the same thing that you did to Nia Jax, the same thing that you did to Mickey James, and I have never lied to you once. You just can't handle the truth. And the truth is, you're not some goddess You're just an entitled little princess that doesn't deserve a damn thing. Bailey, I'm not entitled. (laughs) I'm just better than you. Bailey, you're a placeholder. And Sunday. Placeholder? Yes, and you will always be a placeholder. And you want to know why? Because you peaked in NXT. And the one person that you found so undeserving is the one person who's actually living out the career you always wanted. So, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary that Alexa Bliss puts on a good promo it seems to be what she's good at being the sort of like an arrogant uh, better than you type promo but this one had a little bit a couple more layers to it i mean what worries me about this promo is that alexa bliss did it so well that it might be a repeat of what we saw before when bailey was champion yeah bailey was champion and got beat by alexa bliss in her hometown and it was basically sent bailey on a downward spiral of Basically, mediocrity. Yeah, mediocrity. Questioning whether or not she could hang or be one of the top talents in the women's division. And if Alexa Bliss wins this Sunday again, I feel like Bailey is Bailey's not going to be able to come back from this too too many more times. Losing to the same person, the same type of way. I mean, it's going to show who the company has more faith in. Do they have faith? Is this was Bailey rewarded the title just because Sasha Banks threw a hissy so. fit? I think so. I think that's exactly what it was. I think it's the Daniel Bryan, CM Punk scenario all over again. Oh, you want to leave? And you want to say that, that you should have got this shot? Well, guess what? We're going to give a guy exactly like you, who wrestles like you, who wrestled in the same company that you did before you were here. We're going to give him it. And we're going to give him this storyline. We're going to give him the main event at WrestleMania. We're going to give him the title. Oh, so you don't want to wrestle? So we're going to give your best friend, the person that you've been dreaming about with the title for, and we're going to give her the title. And we're going to give, first we're going to give her the money in the bank. Then we're going to give her the title. Everything that you wanted, we're going to give her. 
Why? Because we can. <laughs> and we're petty. That's why. I think that's exactly why Bailey has it, and I think she's a placeholder. Well, guess what? For $9.99, you can get that match. You can get all the great pay-per-views that they're going to put out over the next few months, and you can probably get this first one for free because that's how they do it over there. But if you have a third-generation Apple TV or less, you're not going to be able to get it on that. If you have an Xbox 360, you're not going to be able to get it on that. PlayStation 3, guess what? You're not getting it on that either because WWE Network is so hoity-toity that they only run on the finest of streaming sites. You got first-generation Fire Stick, guess what? Can't watch the network. So basically, fuck you, whoever has those streaming abilities. You might as well just stream it for free, right? Because we're taking away all their streaming options because we're so fucking cool. Yeah, because you have to buy up-to-date technology why do i have to do that because then you that's the only way you'll be able to watch the network well, what if i don't want to watch the network well then you don't have to worry about it well too bad i got a fire stick that's brand new and there i got a go. playstation 4 and yes. i got a smart tv i can watch the network on a bevy of different things because you know what i'm better than you <laughs> so after that promo well alexa is not yours that you just cut but the one thing you may have noticed is three days away there's a wwe pay-per-view and we have not talked about it whatsoever. And you know what? I don't think we are going to talk about it whatsoever. No, we aren't. We're going to continue on the promo spree because, you know what? The pay-per-view that's coming up, it's essentially what you've seen all the past couple weeks on TV. It's a lot of the same filler stuff. So we're going to watch with open eyes, with an open mind, and we're going to hope for the best on this pay-per-view. And you know what? After the pay-per-view, we'll let you know what we think about it. But there was a promo this past weekend cut by someone that we were just talking about, Mr. John Moxley, after he just had a match at Northeast Wrestling at an independent show, I think in Six Flags, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Well, Six Flags, yes. Against Darby Allen, basically putting the guy over, basically saying that this is the future. He's a hell of a talent. And you know what? He is a hell of a talent. But you know what else? He's fighting one of our friends, one of our guys. Yes, one of the guys that we believe in, a hometown boy, August 16th for NEW, the Northeast Wrestling Championship, Darby Allen now holds. He will be facing Hal Collins. And you know what? This match is going to be pretty now. On this day. As I, <laughs> as I hit the wrong button, I had the perfect segue. <laughs> show you know what it wouldn't be our show it just wouldn't sometimes these buttons get muddled <laughs> i hit the wrong thing i set it up perfectly i love it the perfect segue the perfect everything and then you hit on this day i love it well on this day is very now and that's exactly what we have for you right now on this day no on this now It's been a long time. Well, actually, I have no track of time anymore, so it could have been one week. It could have been six weeks. But we are, again, living in the now. 
Hey, welcome back to uh, Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Well, it's been a while since we talked to you. I think before Mania was the last time we talked, so it's been a good amount. So, um, how how's everything with you? How you doing? So I have a question for you. What part of the pig is beer fat? What was that? I said, what what part of the pig is the beer fat? Wait, what part of the pig does that come from? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow, you know, uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I was just I was just pulling your leg. That's very not now of me to stump you on your segment. <laughs> All right, so we got a good one. And actually, this one comes uh, actually right from Hale. And we wanted to ask you about this because me and Joe um, looked at it. And it's a really, really good question. It's not so much now or so not now, but it's just kind of an opinion. You put out a while ago uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura or Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. So, what's your answer? Which pair would you rather have? Uh, I'm going to have to say Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Because um, I love how Jesse Ventura kind of like shot at Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, Gorilla, you, get, you, know, you sit there and, like, when you get the mop off your face, it was, like, it was very comical and it would have been all better. Yeah, I think um, Monsoon and Ventura, it's more of a old school, like, because Bobby Heenan kind of came into, it came into more into the 90s, and, and it started, you know what I mean, when Gorilla was in the last the last little bit of his career, where Ventura is more that 80s, and the classic part of wrestling before it started to turn, so yeah, I, although I can't help but love the straight man of Gorilla with the comedy of Bobby Heenan. It was so, it was so perfect match. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. So, uh, next one we have, now, this one's a driving one, and a lot of people have road rage. It's a very common, common thing to do, is have road rage. So, when you're driving behind someone, and then they pull extra slow into a driveway or into a turn now or so not now. You know, I know I, I always tell you guys like you know what's so not now now, but this is the epitome of so not now. Like I don't understand when you when you're driving behind someone, why does it have to go 
so incredibly slow. And not only do they go incredibly slow, but then they turn and drift away so slow, so slow to the point where at the point I am right now is I'm so pissed off that I actually stopped my car. <laughs> and let them fully turn into the driveway. Because, because I'm sitting there, because inching up, like trying to like, you know, move as the car is turning into the driveway, it's just so frustrating where I think the point I'm just going to drive real fast and just ruin it one day. So I eliminate that, and I sit there, and I ponder to myself how incredibly dumb these people have to be to turn into their driveway that slow. I'll never understand it. It's so not now, and it drives me insane at that moment. You know what? I bet you the slow-turning people are the same type of people that like extra barbecue sauce on their barbecue chicken pizza. Oh! <laughs> Nothing worse than bloody barbecue sauce on your barbecue chicken pizza. That's probably barbecue why they're turning so slow. <laughs> They're turning so slow because they got barbecue sauce dripping down their freaking face onto their laps. They don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> no, I don't know. They don't even, I bet those kind of people don't even like pizza. I'm not, gonna give them, I'm not even going to give them that. They probably don't even eat pizza. They probably think it's like the devil or some shit. So it's like, okay. They don't even eat pizza. I'm not even going to give them that. All right, so the next one we got. Um, everybody goes to the grocery store. And there are lanes for everybody, but then there's the express lane where you have 10 items or less or 15 or less. Being stuck behind a person with like 30 items in an express lane. Now or so not now? Oh, my God. So not now. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, Not 40 I, items? <laughs> yeah, I had no, no idea. I'm so sorry. All right, cool. Uh, let's back the shit up now so I can find you. That's what I'm feeling today. I just wait there like a dumbass and the dumbass expressly that nobody follows. And it's just, it's just unfortunate how another... And, I, and then I probably get stuck behind them turning into a job. <laughs> I like how you brought that back. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, go into some wrestling now, or, or so not now. Um, since you are facing Darby on August 16th, and uh, what did I want to know what you thought of the Dustin versus Cody match at Double or Nothing? Um, did you, that match, now or so not now? Oh, man, that match is very now. Uh, what, what, what a great story, right? Especially not the WWE. For them to pull up that story like they did, that was incredible. You know what I mean? Um, um, I thought it 
thought was cool how he went red and black. You know, so I was, I was, I was thought cool when he went to WCW at seven. You know, yes. yes. But it was like it was so short lived. I felt like that was so unfortunate. Cause I really feel like that was a cool gimmick at the time. You know, so I know it was. I was like, I always know gold. You know, you know, just you know, gold dust is like um, very creative. And it was cool seeing that creative side come out of him and just, you know, change it up a little bit. It's just like, it's just cool that, you know, he doesn't have to go, you know, he doesn't have to go with Goldust, but he goes with something completely different. And with that different, tell a great story, you know, it was really cool. But do you guys remember Seven? That way you did that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. With the white, the white. Uh, face and the trench coat and yeah, yeah that that like, actually I thought it was it should have been I thought it should have got over a lot more than it did. But I it, it didn't have time. And he kind of like it was like the first time he was on TV like they got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, but I feel like feel like that could have been cool. You know. It's one of the great mysteries in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another one. This one. I, I'm really interested to hear what you think because the match I'm about to ask you about has gotten a lot of scrutiny, but a lot of professional wrestlers have defended this, and that's the Taker versus Goldberg match um, that was at the Super Show in Saudi. Um, what did What did you think? I mean, of this match? Um, I thought. Well, it's hard to say because, like, if you put my if I put myself in a like in my brain, how I thought as a strip fan, which I could, I, I'm still a huge fan of wrestling, so uh, I try to always separate my brain, like how I would portray, like how I would wrestle as, as how I just watch wrestling, you know. So, uh, I, on paper, Undertaker with Goldberg looks awesome. The two legends, like the, the hype's already there. Right when you put the names together, it's it's huge. But I remember as a fan back in the day, I probably wouldn't want to see that match anyway. It's just there were two different styles. Like something you don't really care about like seeing, I would say. But as now, I mean, like I said, but back then, Undertaker and Bruce Goldberg probably would have been big also. But as me, I don't, I'd rather see Goldberg wrestle someone that's really light so he scares him and dies, you know? <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know, it's just a different way of thinking, I guess. But like, it's, with that match, what I watched is um, I thought it was, it was okay. You know, some, some fans are so used to everything being so so when things go off, they just shit on the whole thing. Like it's a very it's a very demanding on your body. If you get knocked out in the ring, you're supposed to continue somehow. You can't really just stop wrestling. So Goldberg, being the professional as he as he is, he kept going when any other sport or any other thing they would have they would have stopped everything you know so for him to keep going after you know getting hurt and um Undertaker trying to you know do his best he can you know and it was just it, you know wrestling's real you know and uh, it's, it's unfortunate how people shit it on it when they know nothing about what what wrestling really truly entails you know yeah I think that's the the part that the the modern era of fans with the social media and having to know everything. I think that's part of the problem. The PC era is, oh, this isn't what it's supposed to be and this isn't what it should be. And it's also something that happened in the ring. So, oh, that guy shouldn't have continued because 
I know more than what actually goes on. I mean, it, it, it's a shame. I mean, for one, I didn't think it should have happened to begin with because if you, when your combined age is over a hundred and some years old, it's probably not the, it's probably not the best thing. I mean, some guys are in the shape to do it. Like some, like Juice and Thunder Liger is like ageless in my eyes. Like he still goes full on. And Dustin for for that, yeah. look at what Dustin, Dustin put on with Cody Jericho. I mean, but they are also a little bit more fine tuned, and I mean. They're a little bit past their prime, and they they didn't get into the shape they needed to be to go as long as they should ha- as long as they wanted them to go. Like that should have been a greatest hits match, and that's it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like like it's like you know, uh, it, on paper, like that's a dream match to a lot of people. Um, I understand the idea behind it, and um, I feel that you know wrestling can be very real, and. Um, you gotta get through the match somehow. So, you know, professionals don't really ever stop. They keep going until the match is over. Yeah. Yep. Two of the most prominent streaks ever in wrestling, going one on one. That's that's the hype behind it. You had Goldberg who was 175 and 0, and Taker who was 21 and 0 at Mania. I mean, streak and streak. You don't have to get built. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a shame I don't get paid for my input. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all they had to do was ask. I would have, I would have gladly given it to them. <laughs> all Trips had to do was make a phone call and a video. Trips, I got you. Streak for streak. <laughs> all right, so you preluded it before we started asking you all of our now wacky questions. So August sixteenth, Poughkeepsie, New York. You have a uh, an opportunity at the NEW World Championship. Again, this isn't your first go around at this title. So, but it is a new challenger and almost a brand no, no, new champion. Thank you for correcting me. A new champion, but a new challenger for yourself, a new challenge to overcome. Someone who's fairly new in the industry, hasn't been around that long, but is riding a hot streak of his own. Darby Allen, give us your thoughts. What are you preparing for? How are you preparing? What's your mindset going into it? Um, well, you know, my, I haven't been I haven't been motivated to wrestle someone in, in, in quite some time. Um, I'm taking it very serious, like I said. Uh, this guy can go. This guy is very fast. Uh, my wing has to be there. Uh, we have to have a cutting weight. Um, I've been go, I've been training at Johnny Rise. You know, on the days I don't wrestle. I'm, you know, I'm going to go, you know, I'll be training in Brooklyn to get some ring time because no, you can't replace cardio with anything other than doing what you do in the ring. So you can run a treadmill all day, but it's not going to compare to what you do in the ring. So I'm getting ring time. I'm taking, as I said, I'm taking very serious. Um, Darby Allen is one of the top guys out there right now, and uh, if you watch his matches, they're totally incredible. And, um, so I'm not taking it lightly. I'm taking it very, very extremely serious. No, I got I got follow up for that. Now, how is it? How hard is it to switch gears? Because you're originally preparing for JT Dunn. Now, how hard is it to switch gears to a completely different style? Uh, they, they do have to. They do have different styles. I wouldn't really call it any different styles. I would call it different moveset. Um, 
mention a lot of a lot of new eyes that'll be on NEW that night because of the other matches that are on the card so I mean this is, is would this be considered your your biggest opportunity try our best to make it out to Poughkeepsie for this match um, and hopefully have your first beer in a long time with us after you win that title. Yeah, oh yeah. Man. If I win that title, we're going out. We're celebrating having a great time. Definitely, if you guys go, uh, you know, there's a ton of places around uh, the area. It's all walking distance. So if anyone's out there, I think this is a good idea to go to the show. The after show is awesome too because there's tons of Hey, you know what? That sounded like an open invitation to potentially hang out with the new Northeast Wrestling Champion at one of the local watering holes in Poughkeepsie, New York, by the man and IPA. What's what's popular up there? The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn uh, IPA, Brooklyn Brewing Company. Yeah, well, uh, what was that? I said, what's popular up there? Is that Brooklyn? Brewing Company is that the uh, is that the popular? Uh, the... Uh, there's a lot of German IPAs, like um, a lot of German um, bars, and and uh, there's just a ton of ton of places that have a ton of IPAs around. Yeah. There's a Mill House Brewery. Um, but the cool thing is everything's walking distance from from the Civic Center, and not only that, the train station is three blocks down from the from the Civic Center. So if you're coming from Manhattan or anywhere. The last stop on the Metro North train from Manhattan uh, going towards is Poughkeepsie. So it's like an hour and a half in the city, get off, go to a couple places to drink, have a good time at the show. The uh, Civic Center is connected to a hotel. You know, so it's like a, it's a, it could be a great night and a great day for a lot of fans because everything's right there that you need. Hmm. 
Now you say a lot of German IPAs and a German a lot of German bars. Now would any of them yeah, be? It's called Shasties. It's uh, it's uh, pretty cool. It's right across the street. Do they have they any? Do, they do Do they have any themed uh, after Alex Wright, Das Wunderkid? <laughs> what? I, if you guys go there and suggest it, they'll get it for you. <laughs> 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 they probably, honestly, they probably know exactly who he is and know everything about him. <laughs> <laughs> but will they do the dance? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hale, we thank you so much. Um, we'll be hoping to uh, talk to you soon and get you back on... Uh, um, hopefully to hype up the match again and uh, talk more about the match as it draws closer. Um, like Hale said, anyone in the, whether it's Philadelphia area, New York area. Delaware, or, Maryland, Ohio, Canada. <laughs> August 16th, up in Poughkeepsie. Um, this event, whether you're going to see Moxley versus Pentagon or you're going to watch Hale Collins win the championship finally. It should be a really, really good night, a really good event. So um, we hope to see you there, Hale, and we hope to see everyone else there. So uh, thank you once again, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Uh, thanks, guys. I'll keep mine. I might say all the stuff. I say all the stuff now. I'm training hard, but you know what? I'm definitely going to kick Darby Allen ass on August 15th. So you definitely want to check that out. We're going to talk about it all the way up until the show. And every time we talk, it's always going to be now. And there you have it. Another fine rendition of living in the now, spiced up and kicked up a notch because our boy got himself a title shot. Got himself a title shot against some up-and-comer who might have just signed for AEW, but you heard it from the man himself. He's about to get his ass whipped. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I never, ever get tired of talking to Hale. And not only that, riling him up. It's a lot of fun to hear how passionate he gets about random subjects. And then, of course, wrestling. Of course, I mean, obviously. But um, yeah, It's we, the best of both worlds. Of course. Uh, so before we close out this episode, we do want to remind everybody um, about PWE, Pro Wrestling Explo- Explosion. <laughs> and that's on uh, July 26th, 7.30 at the Wrestle Factory in Northeast Philadelphia. We will be sponsoring that event. Um Come down. The card is still building. You got uh, Rhett Titus. You got Joey Ryan. You got Cheeseburger from ROH. Cheeseburger in paradise. Uh, so it's going to be a good event. Not only that, we will be there being a sponsor. We'll be selling our merch. Uh, brand new um, t-shirts from Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And um, come out. Have a, a good night of wrestling on a Friday night in Philadelphia. And um, we hope to see everybody there. So... That does it. We hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Later!